Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you think about saving for retirement or any other financial goal, you might feel the stress levels rising. It can be frustrating trying to figure it out. How do I get started saving for the future? Or if I have started, how do I stay on track? Don't go it alone. Make the right play by partnering with a team of experts. American Century Investments works to deliver results to help save for college, retirement or any other ambition you have. Your finances are not business as usual. Make it personal. American Century keeps their head in the game and their eyes on the ball. And for 60 years their commitment to performance has not wavered. Your investments deserve nothing less. Check them out at AmericanCentury.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. And the games keep coming thick and fast, my friend, in the month of December. We're on to match week 16 in England's Premier League, and here's some of the topics we're going to be chatting about in this show. Liverpool and Leicester cruise to easy victories against Bournemouth and Villa. Everton's emphatic win against Chelsea in their first match under Duncan Ferguson. Spurs' demolition of Burnley. Of course, the underappreciated performances of the week. But first, Robbie... Mm. Let's start with the match of the weekend, the Manchester yeah. derby. Mm. Expectations were that Manchester City at home would have too much for Manchester United. Yeah. I think we we agreed and we knew that this was a, a really interesting matchup in terms of styles. Mm-hmm. City loved to possess. United's you know, defence sometimes questionable. And Man United, we knew that their mm. counter-attacking pace yeah. would be a problem for Manchester City with their newfound problems defensively. What do you think to the game in general? What surprised me in the game, Rob, was actually that um, it was Manchester City's setup uh, strategy that proved better. That they were more comfortable in their own skin. You under, there was an understanding of what they were trying to do, and that was to allow City to have possession, to allow them positions on the pitch, and then they were going to break the ball down. Quick counter-attack, speed of James, speed of Rashford, movement of Lingard underneath Martial, and give Manchester City defensive problems. And it absolutely worked to treat. To the point where, with maybe a third of the possession, Manchester United probably created better chances. And, and at half-time went in 2-0, and that could have been 3 or 4 easily. Mm. Yeah, they had a great great start to the game, great first half. I think this is this is built on a, on a defensive display for Manchester United that we haven't seen really under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. There's been moments I think we would agree that against the best sides, United are, are happiest. Yeah, they're happiest the, when they the can. The best performances can, have been against the big. Yeah, they can establish a shape which yeah. is easier to do, Rob, than to. Th- is that because you don't have to have the ball, so the, so we can be the sort of secondary team in the game and can allow the big team inverted commas, to have the ball and we're not under pressure. It's easier to coach Mm. and and make sure you're setting a strong setup and let them have it more than, okay, we're going to play whoever it is, Sheffield United at home, and and Mm. it's hard to break them down. It's easier slightly, uh, and I don't mean in in a critical way, but is is easier not not necessarily the right word. Is, Is it, if you looked at that group of players... Is there the quality amongst them to do it the other way? Or are you making best use of what you've got at this point? That's a great question. Um, I, don't think, I don't think with this squad of players, yeah. particularly away at Man City, mm. they're going to go toe-to-toe in terms of possessing. Yeah. Not with this coach yeah, yeah. and with this group. Mm. And, but, but rightly so, when you yeah. consider the players they've got. Correct. You've got Dan James, who, I tell you what, the, the more I see him, the more I, I really respect what he's doing and how hard it is for a 22-year-old yeah. to come into this team at this club mm. and be consistent. And he's a little worker. So when yeah. so when Aguilar Solskjaer talks about resetting the culture, which we've heard many times, mm. 
this is what he's talking about. He's talking about a strong shape of a team. That all players work hard yeah. because that's what he remembers of Sir Alex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. That's what we played against, and that's what he's trying to do do at the club right now. Bring in really good players that all care and they work really hard. And I think defensively, we've got to pick out a few Rob that yeah. that were, were astonishing. And Aaron Wan-Bissaka, mm. again a recent signing from Crystal Palace, young player at the time. I'm thinking, wow, that that's a big move. Yeah. Have we seen enough that he can justify that move? Well, what we've seen is a defender that that defends one-on-one in a wide position. I'm just thinking before I say it, that the, the best of any, any defender in the Premier League, Rob, mm. in terms of stopping his player, yeah. not only beating him, and to be fair, he was up against one of the best, the, yeah, and Sterling, Sterling got around yeah. him two Couple or three times, times yeah. but in general, mm. nobody gets around this guy. Yeah. Nobody can get out of his feet and swing it in because he'll stop the cross as well. Yeah. It's dreamlike for a manager that mm. you know that down one side, you've got a defender yeah. that's going to do everything and, and achieve very little that's going to come in from that side. Mm. And, and it's, great for, it's great for defenders, it's great for goalkeeper. At Wimbledon back in the day, we always used to say, if we deal with stopping the crosses, we don't oh. have to worry about the ball in the box. Yeah. And so we get tight. And, and this this kid is outstanding. He's, he's, an, he's a raw athlete. He's a powerful kind of destructive force. He can get forward when he needs to. But as you say, he's got that physical presence to, to dominate even the best in the league. It's a Lindelof. Mm. Excellent, Robin Musto on the day. Mm. At times, I, and I think we both go down the same road. Sometimes I question his. It's kind of like personality. Like, does he go in his shell a little bit on, on big moments? Is, is he a guy who embraces the, the big, the big occasions? Well, mm. I thought he, he was outstanding with his defending, with his tactical play. Yeah, some some last uh, interceptions oh, and the challenges. One, the one against De, De Bruyne where he ends up getting up and, and sort of yeah. giving himself a, a, a congratulations was, was outstanding. And, it, and it's even more so considering who they were playing against yeah. and where it was away from him because we've talked like every season under Pep with Man City that their number one game plan is to find a way to get behind you. Yeah. And that's often in the wider areas. Mm-hmm. So it was always going to be a test of, of Aaron Wambasaka and Luke Shaw yeah. of can you stop those wide players coming through? Bernardo Silva, Raheem Sterling, two tremendously talented young players. And oftentimes, Rob, the best approach against City is to play with five at the back. Mm. So with four at the back, you're going to yeah. get asked questions. Do you come inside? Do I go close to my winger? So just just in terms of the back four, Luke Shaw included, Rob. Yeah. Because he doesn't look... First stop for a while. He, 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 he doesn't look in tip-top he, condition. He's not the one Bissaka build, is he? No. <laughs> but But... To be fair to him, he had a yeah, really good game as well, Rob. And then Maguire does yeah, his thing. I was going to say, can you? And also, can you? The two in front of him, mm. by the way, are, are, are key to it as well, because yeah. they have to chase runners at times when Silver goes and he isn't going to get the ball, but he's running out of position. You've got the discipline to keep running with him, because yeah. the one time you don't is when they find a pass and get get him in. Yeah, Scott McTominay is is proving to be a really key player. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a future captain of the football club, Rob, Possibly, in terms yeah. of what he brings, yeah. his spirit, mm. where he came from, started the academy at, at like five years old, I think it might have been, for Scott McTominay. So uh, he has grown and grown and grown. Yeah. And, you know, the spirit was excellent. The work ethic uh, in this game, I, w- we will see whether th- this is a, a corner properly turned, whether Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now has got his message across but we've got to see it consistently. We've got to see it yeah. week in, week out. Yeah. No matter who they play, that Correct. work ethic, that spirit, that defensive ability has got to be there. And then if there's games where they can't break down the opponents mm. or for whatever reason, they, it, then that's something that the team have to build on. But the defensive part, the strength, um, was something that everybody appreciated. I know, you know, Roy Keane is doing a lot of media work right now in the yeah. UK. And when he says that was a proper Manchester United performance, mm. as harsh a critic as he is yeah. in, in the role as That's a pundit. Praise indeed. That really it? is yeah. praise. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure that the, the manager and the club and the team will, will know that. Uh, and it's the standard in, in terms of the spirit and the determination and the togetherness that this got to continue. Absolutely. And, and, and just before we move on, because I know we want to talk maybe bigger picture in terms of United in the future. What... What do you think? I'll let you go first. What do you think are the reasons? Why can a Manchester United team turn up 
against Manchester City, against Spurs, against the, the bigger teams we've seen this season and, and win games Leicester, Chelsea. And, and, and then it not happen at Bournemouth and Newcastle and places. Why? Because that can't be lack of quality. I think a couple of reasons. I think they, they are, were not and haven't got up for games as much as they should do. Some of the younger players, Rob, do they understand Which is unforgivable, really. Yeah, but, but some of them... Are some of them learning that a little bit more? The, the need to be on it mm. for every single yeah. game. A bigger reason, in my opinion, is it's not a super expansive, creative team, Rob. Mm-hmm. So if a team want to do a job yeah. on Man United, yeah. then, then and play really defensive and compact mm. and no space in behind for the mm. likes of Martial, Dan James and Marcus Rashford, yeah. have they got the intelligence, the ingenuity, the craft to still create and score goals? That's what they've been lacking mainly. And they look, then they look blunt. They look mm. average. And then us and every people say, wow, this is an average team. It's one of the worst United teams we've seen, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm not saying after watching this game and the, and the Spurs victory on, on Wednesday that, that everything's going to be roses in the garden now. Yeah. All we're saying is that's good. That's and, and we, yeah, got, that, we that, want to point a, out when, when something's yeah. good because yeah. it's just now developing to be an all-round team, Rob, that can mm. win in, in against different, different opponents yeah. in different ways. Yeah, because, you know, to say that was a Manchester United performance, back-to-back results against Spurs and Man City for the first time for, since, I think, last March, gives them a base, gives them an opportunity to, to move forward. Mm. In terms of, of Ollie, Rob, and, and, you know, getting getting performances on, on days when maybe it's not as glamorous, the, the cameras aren't there, the headlines aren't there, is, is a big thing. It was interesting to hear him after the game talk about where he sees the future and where this group can go. Ole, can you just say what it means to you personally to have beaten a Jose Mourinho team and a Pep Guardiola team in five days? <laughs> Three days. <laughs> we, d- we don't have the amount of recovery that these two teams have had. Uh, we've, we've suffered through... Uh, but uh, Seriously, them 24 hours less recovery, it's hard. It's... It's if you look at it, uh, the physical output that these boys put in, um, them 24 hours is is a big big advantage, and you can see that towards the end today. But personally, I'm just pleased for the boys because that they get confirmation on the direction we're going. That we are we do look like a Man United team, uh, and that's the big thing for me. Fascinating, mm. and Robbie, it, it naturally leads us to talk quickly about how much this boosts his standing. Yeah. Standing at Man United, mm. standing with the fans, standing yeah. with the players, the squad, standing yeah. with everybody, looking yeah. at this club, this mm. huge club, and this guy that's got super inexperienced at, at managing at this level. Yeah. And those results against top managers Pep Guardiola mm. and Jose Mourinho, Rob, yeah. does it ease a ton of pressure? And will he get more respect than maybe that's due and be allowed to get on with his job now? Absolutely. And and he should be, Rob. I, I, listen, we, we, we've sat here and I think we've both said and, 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 and don't go back from the point of saying mm. if Pochettino was available, I think he's better. He's a better yeah. guy for the job. Yeah. But Ollie's in the job. He's, he's winning games. He, you, we've now got to give him the scope and the room to either prove himself a successful Manchester United manager or not. I think he deserves that, and he's earned that. And I think it's wrong now to keep saying, "Well, they're going to make the move." Got, you know, and I'm not going on two yeah. wins or two losses. I think, as you said, he's shown tactically in, in two important games he can set his team up to to, to win matches. He's shown us a, a versatility and a, and a acumen that if it was Jose Mourinho, we'd be saying a master plan, another master plan by Jose. Well, it's Ollie. And he hasn't got the CV, and he hasn't got the silverware, and he hasn't got the experience. Mm. But he's in charge of Manchester United right now, and I think we've got to give him the chance to to prove himself or not before we start moving on to who should be getting his job. No, I agree. And and a couple of things I'll add to that, Rob. Big games. He's Mm. proving motivate teams for big games and get Mm. results. We've seen that, obviously, these last few days. And also, a really important part of it, money spent. So Mm. the three players that came in, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, we've talked a lot about him, uh, Dan James and Harry yeah. Maguire, yeah. they're in the team and they're doing well yeah. and they want it and they're the right type, they're the right attitude, they're, mm. they're, they've got enough ability to be really part of this first eleven, and that's got to give the club and Ed Woodward 
trust like, wow, yeah. you know what? We did Absolutely. give him some money good. and those players yeah. have done well. He's going to get some more in January. Maybe and more thing so than on. Jose and Louis van Gaal, who spent a lot of money, didn't have exactly. necessarily great results and exactly. way more experienced managers. Absolutely. So it, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Good point. It's good and, point. and it's really, really interesting. Now, let's flip it over, Rob, to Manchester City. Mm. And I think, I think now that it's pretty obvious they're not going to win the Premier League title from yeah. now. Um, let's cut to the chase here. I mean, Pep Guardiola looks like a frustrated figure. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the data, in fact, will tell you that they are defensively the same point of last season of where they are right now. They have conceded 10 more, 10 more goals against. Yeah. And that's they pretty much scored the same goals, 45 last year at this point, 44 this year. So that's the difference. Um, and is there anything more in it than Vincent Company left? They didn't replace him and they got unlucky that their star de- uh, defender in Emmerich Laporte got injured. Yeah. It, 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 that, that willingness to add to other areas Rodri mm. Cancelo mm. is there one other player I'm thinking of that came into the club oh, uh, Angelino came back Angelino, into the club as well yeah, and back, they didn't yeah. address the centre back issue yeah. is that something that's really biting his backside right now he's having a go at fourth officials for possible handballs and he's, he's going with with such aggression it's a, I think it's part frustration for what he's seen with his team and the way they're playing. I think that it, it's a way that Pep can, can vent it in some respects. He, the Vincent Company thing is a choice they made. And at the time, and we, people can go back and check on it on our podcast, we both said, this is, that's a tough call. We, you know, could it's be a, a bit premature. Mm. You know, give another 12 months. He was playing in all the big games, Rob. If this was, if this was, if he was at the football club now, he would have played against against Manchester United. It was a big game. Pep called on him. You let him go. That's your choice. Laporte getting injured. Listen, you can't, you can't vouch for how how players are going to be. John but Stone. You've got to think about it, though. You've you? got to think about it. John Stone's fall off over his position and his standing in the football club. Now, John Stone's is is turning into Phil Jones or Chris Smalling. That's who he's turning into. A player who you can't trust, who in a big game, if you play around him long enough, will give you an opportunity to score a goal. Couldn't agree more. That's, that's what he turned him. Couldn't so, agree more. So, Rob, if, if, that, if that's where we've got to, then it is an oversight by Pep. Now, you, you make a brilliant point before where you say in terms of Pep's possession and playing and thing is so finite that the defending becomes secondary because you've got the ball and he's going to jump. And that's the way he's going to win, win or lose. I think... The, the the issue I slightly have with Pep is he's only going to win titles one way. Yeah. The sexy, the 100-point titles, the 98-point titles last season, brilliant. He isn't going to win an ugly title, no, inverted no, commas. No, never. He, but should he? No. Stick to what you do. Stick to what you do. Difference is, Robbie, we, I don't think we need to get into his philosophy here. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not I don't think, his, I don't think there should be an his, argument about his philosophy. I'm not arguing he's won about a ton his philosophy. Of trophies. What I'm saying is... is if you were thinking, if you if you want to win a title, you might just have to go and get another centre back. Right, I agree. Be- because that person backs up, but in his eyes, he doesn't need another centre. He would buy another se- attacking midfield player before he buy another centre back and say, "I'll dominate the ball more." Yeah, see, over over expectation of Fernandinho Robbio mm. that he could drop back there. So mm. when you think about a company, he said, "Well, you know yeah. what? We've got Otamendi, we've got Stones, um, yeah. Laporte, I've got Rodri and we got now, and we got so, and we got yeah. Fernandinho can do yeah. it." Yeah, they can do it, and he's asked to do it now because mm. of Laporte, and he hasn't been good enough. I don't, I don't know. See, I don't think that, that he will consider changes philosophy to win a title. He would, he would have to admit he made a mistake. He made a mistake assuming that the central defenders available this season, mm. given what might happen with injuries, was going to be good enough. Yeah. And I said it on our show today, Rob, and you're right. Like it, it, it's the insurance policy. Yeah. If if our football isn't quite on it, mm. there's going to be turnovers. Yeah. There's going to be transitions. And with Laporte and Vincent Company and Fernandinho as a holding midfield player, mm. that insurance poll is enough to snuff out enough counter-attacks, Rob, yeah. that they still win games. Now, that balance has been shifted mm-hmm. because Company and Laporte are not there. Fernandinho is not in the middle of midfield defensively where he's yeah. brilliant. So that insurance poll is flawed. Mm. And now they're conceding goals. They're dropping points because of that. And And, and finally on that as well, the Champions League, I've said it on this show many times before, against the best sides that have good attackers, mm-hmm. even that insurance policy of Vincent Company and everybody yeah. else wasn't enough. And he's had the issue before other clubs where the Champions League, over two legs, teams can, can find a way to get past him. And, and this season, 
I, I can't see how they can win the Champions League given the defensive issues. Maybe if Laporte is back in February, March mm. time, the knockout stages get going, they've got a chance. I just don't think his insurance has to be strong as anything, and it's not. I wouldn't knock him out of the Champions League. I wouldn't go that, that far. I know you feel strongly without Laporte. I just think, Robbie, if they got back to dominating the football well enough and scoring goals, they're good enough over two games to win a Champions League. And that focus might just change a little bit now. 14 points behind Liverpool yeah, as they are. Yeah. He might start saying, you know what, we, we've got to start concentrating on And in a strange way, everything will be forgiven, won't it? If, if he ends up winning that big trophy oh. at the end of the season, not winning the Premier League, yeah. Manchester City... Switch, switch it from last season in terms of what, all, what they so. won. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Now... Unfortunately, mm. we've got to switch to a, a disturbing occurrence that happened in, in the Manchester derby. Yeah. Uh, sadly, we witnessed again awful, abhorrent behaviour from mm. Man City fan that looked like, alleged, allegedly looked like, Eurasia Blues uh, abused some players mm. from Manchester United. Now, we had our say earlier on, yeah. um, we're trying to bring it forward and what could help this situation. Yeah. And the first thing to say... Of course, we both know that it's been going on for a long time yeah. now, Rob. Yeah. And it seems recent times, because of worldwide reporting and media, it's happening more than ever in other countries, and, and people are finding out about it. Yeah. But it is in England. It is in the Premier League. Right. And we've got to find ways to stop kind of saying, oh, it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to punish the guy. We've got to do more than that, Rob, yeah. haven't we? It, this, find, yeah. find a policy to, to proactively stop this happening. Yeah, we shouldn't just be making comments about this. We should be concentrating on this. This should be a consistent Front message that's going every week, at every ground, right. in schools, educating people about behaviour and, and, and the social issues out there. And that when people come to a sporting arena, that... There should be no abuse. And if there is, it should stand out that bad that it self-polices and, and people are dragging mm. people out of the crowd and, and throwing them to, to the police and then being arrested. And, and lifetime bans of, of the individuals is a minimal starting point. A minimal starting point. Where we've got to get to, Rob, it, it is real deterrence. Real things that, that hurt football clubs, that hurt, that hurt individuals, that, that stop this thing happening. And, and the FA who are the governors of the game, and I'll say that, the governors of the game from of all, of all, all levels, football, so grassroots bottom kids playing to elite England national team, the FA have a responsibility to address this issue. Do they need money? There's money all over football, the Premier League and, 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 and leagues. Do they need the messages? These players out there desperate to go out and, and, and stop what's going on. What they need to do is get together, get some adult grown-up thinking and start putting plans in place so we can address this thing. So we're not having this conversation of every three months and then it becomes, as you say, front and centre for a week and then it dies off again till the next okay. I mean, is it is it too simple to, to ask or expect that within stadiums there's a ton of signs around. There's a zillion uh, TV screens around the concourse areas of these modern stadiums to have videos running all the time. Yeah. Or frequently, so so fans can can hear the message mm. again and again mm. and again and signs. Mm. And then the other part of that would be the punishments from the FA. If a fan is found guilty, yeah. the club, unfortunately, yeah, that's going to be a sh- is going to well, yeah. but mm. in terms of, in terms of a, a section of the stadium having to be closed as a yeah. as a punishment or a game behind closed doors or whatever. Then you talk about self-policing. Surely then fans, if they see something or hear something, would would, would mm. maybe self-police so it doesn't happen, so they don't get kicked out for the next game. And, and I don't disagree with any of your sentiments and actually the, the way you, you, you'd run out. My big picture thinking on this is, yes, all that is, is important and necessary and should be constantly minded in the stadium, but... If at this stage we are trying to educate adult people in a stadium, we're coming to the party too late. Yeah. We have got to start this education programme in schools. So, so, kids grow, problem, so, so, so kids growing up don't see the colour. Don't act in that, that way. Don't, don't behave in, in the manner that we're seeing. And then those reinforcements are in the football clubs yeah. when they see there. And then, and only then, Rob, do I think we'll start to address this, this with a serious um, issue rather than just, just doing it sort of lip service as it seems to happen week on week. 
No, well said, my friend. And it's been a difficult weekend for us to, to again, just those issues. Um, really sad part of, I'm afraid, life in the Premier League right now in England. Okay, mate, let's take a break right now and we'll be yeah. back talking the other big stories from this weekend in the Premier League. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Many people are unaware that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use amongst drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. Need a last-minute gift? O'Reilly Auto Parts has you covered. They have several options for gifts under $20, like a digital tire gauge, a 20-in-one multi-tool, storage containers, or even a universal backup camera. Or you can get professional quality Power Talk tool sets, starting at just $19.99. And who doesn't love gift cards? You can even buy gifts online and pick them up in store. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Okay, Robbie, we want to inform our listeners of another podcast and the different sort of football. This is the Roto World Football Podcast. Now, Roto World is one of the biggest NFL news sites on the web. This podcast gives those writers a platform to let loose, take a top-down look at the league's rosters and weekly matchups. So much NFL analysis comes from former coaches or former players. This show has neither. Just a group that watches way too much football from their desks and obsesses over every detail. Well, it's interesting, Rob, because I was wondering, like, what do they actually discuss? And if you've missed a game on Sunday, the Monday podcast is a perfect way to catch up. They review every single game and moment from the NFL weekend by the writers who covered them. The rest of the week focuses on game previews, the news changing the NFL landscape, and setting your perfect lineup for the fantasy playoffs. It's right now the most important part of the NFL season, teams fighting for those final playoff spaces. Okay, where and when? New episodes on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Available on Pod Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever else you're listening right now. Okay, Robbie, let's mm. move it forward on our football. Our football, And yeah. the strong, strong favourites to win the Premier League title this season, Liverpool. Thought you were um, going to say Leicester City. Yeah, uh, well, they're still in it, of course. But mm. Liverpool's game mm. at Bournemouth mm. on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Wow, how easy, Robbio, mm. was this for mm. Liverpool? And how perfect, by the way, was that game when you consider what they've got next, which is on Tuesday in the UEFA Champions League, yeah. Salzburg away. Mm. This was a perfect weekend leading yeah, up to that. It, it, was, it was a gentle entry into uh, what's going to be a difficult game in, in Europe. And, and unfortunately for Bournemouth fans, they're going through their passive, streaky uh, sentiment. Five straight defeats for them. But actually, the game wasn't, wasn't about Bournemouth. It, it was about Liverpool, Rob. And, and, and I think what this week has brought home to, is... The competition of squad and the quality and depth of this Liverpool group. Uh, we saw goals in the Merseyside derby by, by the likes of Shakiri, Origi, players who were, we weren't too sure whether they were going to come in. Against Bournemouth, Ocalade Chamberlain with a beautiful first goal. Naby Keita, who could be a really important player for Liverpool, just coming in, in as, as one of those third field players. Scores a goal, makes a goal. And, and Mo Salah, who, who hasn't quite been at his best, but gets a goal as well. You couldn't have wanted three more um, Liverpool players to get those goals and put them in good stead. It's such great news for Jurgen Klopp, Rob, because 
I, I don't care what anybody says. I still think he's reluctant to rotate those mm. front three players. We see it more often in midfield. Um, Naby Keita has been a player that kind of looks good, then he's been injured. Yeah. So it's really important. And, and it's credit to, I guess, the manager and the club and, and the physio side of things that they look in great shape. And when they are asked to play by Jurgen Klopp, they look like they want to uh, mm. do well and add their part to this special season. I, I know it must help when you know that you're on a special uh, run and it looks like you could be champions of, in English football. But just to have those players come in and play that well and make that, that much impact in terms of goals and assists, my goodness now, hasn't Jurgen Klopp got a great squad to be able to use over a very difficult uh, December month? The only thing I would say about December, Robert, I know they go away. Yeah. For these uh, these Club World Cup uh, games, yeah. and I know a lot's been made of the amount of games in December. I I just I look at it and think, well, you know what? When they go, where is it? Qatar, isn't it? Qatar, yeah. Now, are those games going to be super competitive? Could he rotate players? Is it that important that he risks his star players in the big games? And I know there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. I just think that that trip might not be the draining. Difficult trip that yes, you're getting clopped in in a winter break. Well, not, it's not a winter <laughs> break, but but I, that, I think it's like we, a, yeah, a ten yeah, day period or something yeah, when they yeah. might be away. Mm. That, that it might not actually be draining. It might be a little change of scenery. Mm. The, the, the the rotation continues and the games aren't quite as intense as they used to. It could be. Listen, the travelling I don't think ever helps. There's that kind of distance and, and those things. You never know the conditions and the heat. And listen, the, I, I can make lots of arguments why it, it won't be what we call a jolly up back in the day. But mm. but also, listen, you make a valid point. Well, the games will have the same intensity. If they don't do well in the first game or so, you know, they maybe don't go through, don't play as many games. I think the competition, having done it, they'll want to win. I think Jurgen Klopp will want, want that trophy. I think he, he's a manager who who when he goes for something, he does it properly. Setting a culture at the football club where they want to win matches, however, however, whatever the games they are, and, and we've seen that this season. So it's going to be interesting our time. When they get to January is when we'll see. But, but I think the biggest thing to come out of this week is that I think he'll start to trust some other players yeah. in big games that maybe he wasn't so sure yeah. of before. Which is huge news yeah. because... The likes of Sadio Mane and Firmino and Salah and other mm. players that are important players, they need a break. Yeah. Given given the fixtures and given what they're trying to do in this incredibly difficult uh, marathon of a season that is the Premier League, that's going to be super important. Before mm. we move on, Rob, I do want to talk about Bournemouth real quick, because I thought and we oh, and you know I really like Eddie. Howe Eddie Howe's your coach, boy, yeah. But I, I'll always give credit when I feel credit is due, mm. and I'll also give a rocket when I feel <laughs> it's due. And I think Bournemouth was shocking. And I, and I know there's injury issues. I know yeah, that. I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about effort and application against a great side. And I've seen it bef- we've seen we've it before from them. Bournemouth. Yeah, we, yeah. Right. And I know the I know the model, Rob, and I know mm. that they'll that they'll play the same way against all teams and the mm. game against the teams in the bottom half, they hope to get enough points to stay up. And they've done it tremendously well. But if I'm sat in that stadium as a Bournemouth fan, I tell you what, I'm I, I'm almost booing the team. Because the, the effort, it was so easy for Liverpool, I thought it was embarrassing. Mm. And as a midfield player, and you know what I was like as a player, yeah. I, I'd want to give, Get around give more, bit. like yeah, try yeah, something. Yeah. I don't want to be passive and chasing shadows and, and just watching these, these star players have an easy afternoon. And, and I thought Bournemouth are guilty of that. Okay, it, let, let, let me get to something then, because, because you know, and, and, and sometimes you know, I'm, I'll wind you up a little bit on the Eddie Howe because I know how much you, you think he's, it's great to have a good young manager who believes in what he does and and, and, and I totally get it. But for Eddie Howe, Rob, and this this happens every season virtually, he has a little spell, some not as bad as other. Yes, he's got injuries and we've got all that. Just, just let's take Eddie Howe, the manager, for a moment. What's he doing in those situations? How should, What should he be doing? How should he be doing it? Are these the kind of things that are slightly holding him back to getting the kind of jobs when Arsenal's available, when Everton is available? And people link his name, but he never gets them. It's a good question. He never gets them. It's a good question because could directors of footballs or other owners think, mm. you know what, when, it, when it's going well for Bournemouth, yeah. they look really good. Correct. And they're really, but, but, for, but big clubs that mm. are striving for, for more achievement... Well, you might get grinding. more stick, by the way. And he, does he need to grind a little bit? Yeah, like find another way and, and dig it out a little bit. And, and 
if, if you lose five games at Bournemouth, the fans aren't very happy. But you know what? It's not the end of the world. You lose five games at Arsenal. You lose five games at Manchester United. You're going to hear about it. And there's going to be media about it. And there's a different spotlight. And I just want for Eddie Howe to get a bit of that. Mm. Understand, you know, and it, I'm sure it hurts him. You hear his interviews and he, he talks about no excuses and all that. Just you, don't, you just don't see any sort of desperation no, no. Or, 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 Correct. or attitude or spirit or mentality Correct. in certain games, even mm. at home with your own fans yeah. watching. I know it's not a huge crowd, but I still want to see a little bit roll Correct. the sleeves up, have a bit of a go, lay a bit of a glove on some of these star players. So I, I mm. wanted to mention that because yeah, I, I was really disappointed with Bournemouth. And if I was there, I'd been bored. Mm. Board of, of that team or my team if it was Bournemouth mm. and, the, and the effort they put up against, of course, a great sign in Liverpool. Let me tell you, team, you can't um, count with effort. Mm. Leicester City, 4-1 mm. winners against Aston Villa. Um, decent game, but end-to-end. Leicester just going from strength to strength. Jamie Vardy, two more goals, 16 now um, for in, him in 16. 16 games. I mean, ridiculous numbers. Mm. I mean, he's nearly 33 years of age. He looks like he's 23 at the start of his career. Mm. Um... Elsewhere, Madison, um, Tielemans, Indeedy. You just keep naming the, the players who continue to yep. put in performances and get better under the manager. Yeah, and you know my doubts about Leicester this city, uh, city this year mm-hmm. is the wide players. Yeah. Both were rested. Yeah. Interesting. In their spot, James Madison to mm. push forward yeah. from a number eight, a midfield yeah. player, to a wide player. They'll mm. come very, very narrow. It looked like a, a diamond at times, but I still think it was a 4 3 3. And Kalachi Iannaccio, yeah. Robbio, that scored and assisted in the game. Mm. What, again, it, what a bonus for the manager that puts pressure on Ayose Perez mm. and Harvey Barnes. Mm. That actually, there are other ways, by the way, that we can play. That's clever management, by the way, isn't it? Iannaccio has, has been. Sort of put at, at the range, scored, came on midweek and scored. Got a great goal, we saw the scenes. Gets him in the team, scores an assist. Mm. All of a sudden, different player. Mm. The player we saw at Man City that looked like confident, could play with Vardy, happy to be in the team now, probably understands what being out means and, and going to give that little bit extra to stay in there. Yep. Yep, Pop. it's nothing but good. Perfect scenario. Nothing but good. And midfield, again, good news. James Madison makes that midfield brilliant, mm. moved out of there. Yeah. Dennis Pratt. Mm. Dennis Pratt is a versatile, useful, handy, energetic, good pro midfield player to add into that mix with Yuri Tillemans and Wilfred Ndidi, who's brilliant yeah. at 21 years yeah. of age. Um, so there's no drop-off in midfield. Well, a little bit, because Pratt's not as good as Madison. Mm. But the fact there's some flexibility there is great. And um, my overriding thought at the end of this game was in the 89th minute, Robbie Earl, I'm watching Leicester, who are 4-1 up, yeah. flying, yeah. flying at Villa, like mm. flying at them, like trying to get more goals. That mm. Everybody wants to get involved. There is an energy and an attacking um, focus that... There isn't much of that. I mean, they're really good players, but they yeah. want to go yeah. for. They yeah. want to attack. They want to penetrate. And of course, the confidence is flowing out of their veins right now. And I tell you, what it's a, a new energy story. at the football club, isn't it? It's an absolute new energy at this football club. Beyond what was happening with the title, the title thing was different, and and, and they had them great moments now. But this is this feels a different energy, Rob. Mm. It's yeah. younger, it's brighter, it's effervescent. It's, you know, before they, they'd sit back, wouldn't they, and, and that counter-attack... Yeah, they're doing know, it they so differently. Water. They're doing it so yeah. differently. And, and again, when, you, when we watch teams that are doing well, I'm, I'm immediately thinking, well, why? And, mm. and, and it often comes down to these two things that, that are right at the club. Recruitment and a manager. Mm. Same at Wolves. Good recruitment, mm. good manager, smart manager... And you're in business. And I think Leicester's structure enables those two yeah. things, Robbie Earl, And that's the key. At other clubs, big clubs, you mentioned today, yeah. that this structure, the, the Everton, mind trust is Arsenal, not there. West Ham, Watford. Do yeah. they have the vision? Do they have the plan? Do they, do they have the, the, the connection with decision the, the, the decision making? Mm. That, that's what worries you. Are they in a title? Have we got a two-horse title race? <sighs> yes is the answer. Yeah, yes is the answer. Thank you. Eight points, Rob. Yeah. It's eight points. Yeah, and they play, uh, I think, Boxing Day. I think they might be. They play over eight, Christmas eight period. Eight points isn't a lot when there's 22 oh. games remaining. We're not talking... Talk, if Man City were behind, it's a, it's a title race. We're not talking Leicester because... Well, one, we should do because they, they won it in 2015-16. But we kind of think... No expectation. Brendan's come in. They'll do okay. What a lovely position to be oh, in. Can oh, you imagine if you're in that dressing room? Oh. Like, they're like, boys, mm. we've got a chance, by the way. Yeah. No one expects us to do it. Mm. We're loving our football. The manager's, you know, buzzing. Yeah. The fans are buzzing. 
uh, and Jamie Vardy, was he turned 33 he in January? 33, yeah. To score a goal a game mm. with the youth behind it. It's just good. Again, it's just an amazing story. And I tell you, in March, when February, March, April turns comes around and Liverpool have got these difficult two-leg games in the Champions League and Leicester mm. haven't, they've got no European football, they can fire up for every single game. If that gap, if we have the same gap now into February, then Leicester are right in it. Yeah. Because Liverpool, I know we've credited their rotation in the squad players, they have got to do it. Because if they mm. don't do it, mm. Leicester City will be more chomping pressure, at the bit. Absolutely, yeah. way, way more pressure Fewer as well. But, um, yeah, it's great for the Premier League if we do have a, a race. If City look like they're falling out, and Leicester City, banging form at the moment, it wouldn't rule them out of it. A couple of the big games, Robbie Mustard, I want, I want to uh, quickly get to. Big day for Big Dunk at, at, at Everton and Goodison Park. I mean... You couldn't write that script, could you? Sometimes the Premier League throws up these scenarios. Big Duncan gets gets the job on an interim basis on, I think, the Friday. Gets one day's training. Has to get his team ready for an early kickoff against Chelsea. A good Chelsea team that, that are flying. Young players scoring goals. And you're thinking, we've seen a shambles, really, from, from Everton recently. Got beat 5-2 in the derby. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, the one thing we know with Duncan, he'll, he'll get a bit of spirit going, but it could go, it could get ugly. Yeah, I, I don't think we expected this, did we? No. I, I, we know we know all about this guy. Yeah. We oh. both played against him many times. We have got the scores. I mean, he's the f- most frightening football I've played. Yeah, against. I couldn't. I couldn't disagree with that. There's no way I disagree. Scary. With that. And, and just a quick story on that: when we played them, our manager Brian Robson used to say to our central defenders, mm. "Don't get him angry." Yeah. Don't get him angry. In some ways, let him win some balls, yeah. some flick-ons, yeah. because. And I've experienced it. I'm sure you have as well. When he's angry, mm. Big Dunk, or when he was angry, he would growl. He, he yeah, would he would yeah. growl on the field, <laughs> the and he'd Scottish fly, he'd fly yeah. himself around. He's he's huge guy, big elbows, <laughs> and was a scary character. And he was scary in the game. And I, I, astonishes me the difference. He's been assistant manager. Here. He's been on the bench. Yeah. And he's super calm. Mm. Yet the minute he puts that jacket on, yeah, he it was his in charge. Out, it was his he thing. He those interviews. It was like he was <laughs> a player again, wasn't it? It became all those traits came out from the playing days. The the the, the, the aggression, the running down. The, I mean, the running ambition. down. I still, I'm still <laughs> shocked he ran down the line, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't you think know what? Exactly. He, he'll watch, he'll watch that, and it'll be one of them out of body. He won't even re- realize what he did. Mm. Running down, hugging ball boys, kissing people, and and the the, the biggest thing about it was Everton. Went back to a four-four-two, very basic fun p- mm. football. Some simple instruction, played with some spirit. And sometimes the simple things are the best Correct. things in football. Correct. There was a stat, wasn't there? That apparently, like the thirty-seven tackles, were made. tackles they, they right. made in the game. more the most tackles they've ever made in in the Premier in the Premier League in the last decade. And I tell you, I tell you, don't underestimate that effort, that determination, that energy. It was very simple. Forward, back, wide, cross into the yeah. box and remarkable. Going forward, Rob, I'll tell you what's got to happen. Everton have got to ride this. They've got yeah. to ride it. They've got to, they've, got to, they've got to ride this enthusiasm, this encouragement, this spirit and energy. They've got to ride it for as long as it goes. Does that mean keep him there as long as, as, long as that yes. is happening? yes. Now, that might be two games, Rob. It might be one game. It might yeah. be two games, three games, four games, five Ten games. Ten games, end of season, possible. Yeah, keep it. Keep possible. Him. And then that might change your options in terms it, it, of managers. Here's a big question then, Robbie Musto. If, if Duncan does or doesn't get the job, and that's maybe a debate for an, another what podcast. Do you mean, get a job? What, get, full-time yeah, or just... Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, if whoever gets this job will come in with an idea in that, but part of what they should be able to fall back on is what Duncan brought the other day. Because Duncan, that wasn't training ground. You've, you've had no time on the training ground. That wasn't, that was basics. That was things you could talk about. Things you can get every week from players. You can get Theo Walcott closing down in Iwobi. You can get Sigurdsson doing, doing his extra stuff as well. You can get Richarlison coming in. You can get all those things as well as ability, as well as system, as well as strategy, as well as all the other things that make great teams. But you can get that as a base. I never saw that under Marco Silva in his 18 months at the football club. I'll tell you what, it's a really good point. It's an interesting point because certain clubs have certain DNA. We know Mm. that. Mm. Everton's DNA, when I watch that game, I'm thinking back to some of the best days under David Moyes. I'm thinking of Howard Kendall. Everton Football Club Mm. need and want that. Correct. They they, they do. Part of who they are. And and you you make a good point with the next manager... 
that's that's kind of us. Mm. Now you can't expect them to do that every week no. because it's, it's no. exhausting. Correct. It's not always going to work. But if that is the base, the level, the yeah. foundation that 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 you're going to go back to in difficult times, you're going to be okay. Mm. And even under Ronald Koeman and Roberto Martinez, Marco Silva. Yeah. They ain't that. They yeah. ain't that style. No, that's no, not in their no, makeup. No. That's been gone from this football club for a long time. Mm. And when you see it like that, I know mm. it's only one game, but didn't they love it? <sighs> didn't they lap it up? That energy, oh. the tackles, and all that. That, that was Goodison. Old that was stuff. a Goodison. That was we Goodison played Park. That, that right there was Goodison. And that shows our listeners how hard it, it was to go there. Yeah. When Everton yeah, were good and that sort of energy. Mm. So uh, brilliant, brilliant story. Yeah. And Everton fans, by the way, I'm so pleased for mm. them because it must be so oh. difficult. <sighs> Over recent seasons, in, in keeping encouraged uh, mm. and and thinking that the club's in the right direction. Now, of course, big decision to be made for the next manager, permanent manager. Yeah. But it's nice to see old Everton back. And, and and just finally on that, just before we move on, part of the new manager, I would have Duncan Ferguson on the bench with me. I, I think he's going to grow as a coach, and one day probably will, will want to manage the football club. But every now and then, I'll tell Duncan, go and touch that, what you did before. Go and let them know about that, because that's important. Mm. And a new manager might not be able to, to, to invigorate in the same way. Duncan can. Yeah. You said, you know, when he's sitting there sometimes and maybe yeah. not feeling yeah. part of it now. Because he feels yeah. it's not part yeah. of his remit yeah. to, to, to bring up that <laughs> let me, old... Let me tell you. He just brought it up and, yeah. and we saw the result of it. Absolutely. Can we quickly talk about Tottenham Hotspur? No. Five goals? No, not clean just yet. Ch- no. Oh. There's Where? other business. Other business. Chelsea Football Club. Oh, sorry. And I don't, I don't want to go on about it a lot. Mm. We've given them a lot of credit, Chelsea. Yeah. And it's no doubt a super exciting situation right now with a manager mm. that looks a million dollars. Yeah. Young players that have been stunningly great. Yeah. And the half a team is full of young players. Yeah. But I, I think it would be poor of us to brush over this. He looked as angry as we've seen Frank yeah, Lampard. Absolutely. Frank Lampard has been in Chelsea teams under Jose and others that are, that are strong as anything, that are mentally tough, that are physically yeah. tough, that run hard, that tackle. And I think he, when he looks at that from the sideline, I think he's thinking, you know what? I know we can play a little bit. Mm. We've got to show more. We've yeah. got to show more of the other side. Yeah. I don't want it to sound to be, to be harsh, but this young Chelsea side has got to grow some mentality. It's mm. got to grow some steel mm. to match a lovely, a lovely ethic, a lovely style and philosophy right now. Mm. But to win Premier League titles, Frank Lampard knows what it takes, and I think what he would say what it takes. And I think I, I guarantee he said to those players at halftime at the end of the game, "We got to be stronger. We can't let our defenders mm. get brushed mm. off by yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin yeah. a few times and defenders like that." And, and yeah, and, they yeah, got to be tougher. Yeah, yeah. You get a tough. You get Antonio Rudiger's going to be in there yeah, for me as soon yeah. as he's fit and healthy. He's mm. going to be one of those centre backs. I think he would have disappointed him that that that, mm, that his Chelsea that he, that he envisions in the future yeah. is tougher than that. Well, the, the Chelsea that he's got at the moment have shown on good football days they can they can be matched. What Jose Mourinho's teams used to do was right. like, what do you fancy? What do you fancy today? Football? We'll play football. You want to have a scrap? We'll have a scrap with you. Mm. They could do both sides of things. And I think Troy Deeney once said of Arsenal, you've got to grow a pair of... Yeah, cojones and all that. that that's now, where. And, and I'm not saying that this Chelsea team is built to fight. No, no. But but, but there's got to be it's got to be tougher. There's got to be fire a tougher fire edge sometimes in, in and... some games like that and yeah. other teams like that. Yeah. And Frank knew that was coming. Mm. He warned his players, Rob, and they still didn't react to that. But in some ways, Rob, this is part of the learning, and this totally. is part of totally. what Frank can keep going back to and say we're not, we're not as good as we think. Right. And it's great for a coach sometimes to have a couple mm. of things that you can fall back on. They'll be looking at video this week. They'll be training hard this week. I know they've got the Champions League, is it, later in the week? But yeah. they'll, they'll be making sure that he, he gets things right. Because, you, you, as you said, Frank's face from first to, to 90, Christine Brinkley, his wife, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere near him <laughs> when he got home on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, Man City apart, they are very different and very special the way they've done it. Mm. Uh, there's no team I can remember, Rob, that hasn't had a, a big chunk of steel in yeah. the team to win a Premier League title. Man City different. I mean, that, it's incredible what they've done. But no other team I can remember don't win with a little bit of that as well. Quick line because of the transfer ban, just that they've mm. now got the ban and that. Can he go and buy a bit of steel? Is that, is that something he could add to this mix that would make them better? Yeah, he could. Mm. I mean, N'Golo Kante is that player. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's not a big physical. He's he, not he, physical. I mean, left back is a position that they might try to update. Rudiger. Rudiger mm, adds steel. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, but but I, I'm sure Frank Lampard will tread very carefully in terms mm. of adding to this squad because it's 
it's a lovely little vibe, I should imagine, now at the club at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have that Ed Nazar money, Rob, that's mm. burning a hole a little bit. And they can update when he wants and sees fit with, of course, approval from other people in the club yeah. um, to make this team even better. Let's get to my Tottenham Go now on the special Go one on because it was a special one goal in, in, in this game. Young Min's son, Robbie Musto, runs the length of the pitch. What was it? Nearly 90 yards, I think, it or something. Yeah. He went at 11.6 11 11 seconds, 11. Yeah. seconds, past eight or nine Burnley players to score one of the goals of the season. 5-0 uh, win for Spurs. Clean, first clean sheet for Jose. You knew there'd be a reaction after that loss at, at Old Trafford, and there was. Individual players continuing to, to do Sissoko getting a goal, Son getting a goal, Harry getting a couple. Just a, a feeling and outlook around a football club that they, they, he's starting to build something. Yeah, they took a hit, didn't they? Took a hit mm, at Old yeah. Trafford. Um, before that had been great. Uh, he wanted them to play angry. And I think it's a really important, a fascinating part of his time at Spurs is to get them a little tougher. We talked about it at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, similar sort of idea that Spurs, are in certain games, they, they, they go under a little bit too easily. And he wants them to be not sad, yeah. but angry in the yeah. next game. Yeah, yeah. And what a good mm. analogy that is. Yeah, if there's yeah. one thing he can bring, Rob, he can bring a little bit of winning mentality, I would mm -hmm. imagine, to this Spurs squad that have a lot of talent there. But I've been a little bit soft at times. So a little bit soft at Old Trafford. Um, didn't go crazy about it. I'm sure mm. he's informed them. And you get a reaction against a tough physical team in Burnley. 5-0. Some brilliant goals. Schumann Son's goal. <sighs> I mean, to, to score from, from the edge mm. of his own box to the other end and, and knock it in and look, then look like he's not even breathing. But, it, let, let's just hear from, from uh, Jose on that goal. Robert. He, yeah. he had something to say. Two great goals from Harry Kane, but uh, Son's goal was something special, wasn't it? Yeah, Sonaldo. <laughs> Sonaldo Nazario, you know, gets the ball behind midfield line and scores an amazing goal. In our favourite goal, with the hardcore defence just behind, with mum and dad in the stands, uh, fantastic for him. Yeah, he's, he's talking there, Rob, isn't he, about the Brazilian Ronaldo, the yeah. original Ronaldo yeah, and, yeah, and what yeah. he could do in terms uh -huh. of those dribbles and those runs. It was a stunning a stunning goal. Is he, is he developed into one of the best players in the Premier League? Yes. Easy, easy answer. I don't know why there seems to be the, there's this thought on he's just energetic and, and can run a lot and, 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 you know, he's a bundle of energy. But he's got quality, Rob. If, if you look, go back through tape... Left foot, right foot, central, most positions un, un, under a central striker. Does his share of work when he needs to win a system when he has to chase a fullback? Mm. It, it's trustworthy. For wide players, I mean, the, the, the thing you might ask is, is it going to be enough goals for the wide positions? I know that's your big uh, point at the moment, wide players have got delivered. Yeah. He gets He's the numbers. He gets it. the numbers, goals and assists. Yeah, and uh, it's got to be a dream for Jose Mourinho oh, with his attitude and stuff. And in terms of an all-round player at Tottenham Hotspur, mm. I'm just trying to think of the best player there in terms of an all-round footballer. And Hyomin Son, in the form he's in right now, and what, what we've seen in terms of potential with other players there, I could make a strong argument that he's the best all-round footballer at Spurs. Now or is? Right now. Oh, right now. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, we I'm all know arguing. Kane. Yeah. We all, you know, yeah. we, we, his we're finishing is second to none. Mm. And Delhi's in great form as well. Yeah. But is it all round a yeah. Rob yeah. that can do a little bit of everything? Mm. I think Son's the best. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. Brilliant. I think you're expecting an argument. but well, You're not going to get <laughs> You're not going to get one. All right, Rob. Let's, let's jump around the league. Yeah. I mean, Spurs on mm. fire. Brilliant. Great to watch the remainder yeah. of the season, how Tottenham do. I would think they would fancy their chances of finishing mm. in the top four. We will see. Um, but just around the league, Rob. Um, Your mate was back. Nige, big Nige oh, was back at, at Watford. Uh, he didn't Nige. take... Interesting, Rob. He didn't take um, control of this game. I know he was, he was in late, but he just decided to sit upstairs like Hayden Mullins take the, the, the reins. I just thought that was a little bit strange to me. Why would, you do think that, don't you? Yeah, I just don't know why I wouldn't... He wouldn't. Well, yeah, did he have any time to work with the team? It was Friday, was it? Was it was Friday, I'm so it's only like Duncan, though, maybe the, yeah. the night before. I don't know, it just felt, felt a bit strange. Listen, he's probably got his reasons, probably maybe even maybe just wanted to travel. He was wanting to sit upstairs, have a look yeah. at it and before he goes yeah. down. 
I mean, I like it. Mm. The more I think about it, when you think about what he did at Leicester City, um, seven wins at the last nine to get safe. Leicester City were bottom of Christmas. Mm. Uh, Watford, maybe. So he's been course and distance before and came out on top. So I like it. I mean, he's a bit unpredictable. He's certainly volatile. He's going to shake up the dressing room. Nil-nil it was against Crystal Palace for them. Watford are desperate, absolutely yeah. desperate for a, for a victory, yeah. for a win, yeah. Absolutely need, need some points. Knowledge won, Sheffield United two. Knowledge got them... Um, into the game, but Sheffield United came back with, with two goals and Chris Wilder's team after uh, defeat against Newcastle get themselves a, a, a victory that um, he was pumped up about. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and Newcastle United. Newcastle United from 1-0 down Huge. at home, St. James against Southampton in Huge. a six-pointer. Newcastle turned it around with a 2-1 victory. Well, John Joe goes, goals follow. 3-3 three and three for the, the captain. Brilliant. I mean, so, it's it's... It's becoming a story. story. Steve Bruce. It's a story. I mean, the Newcastle fans love tenth, Rafa Benitez. Tenth in the They're league. tenth in the table right now. Mm. Players are scoring goals. Mm. You know, it, Steve Bruce, his stock, by the way, with the locals yeah. there, oh. is going to go because he's a. We know he's a fan. He's a local guy. He's one of theirs, isn't he? And, and then you start showing a little bit of success there, and, and, and they'll get behind you. So well done, Steve Bruce, because he's had to ride a little bit of a difficult time when he first got to football. A lot yeah. of criticism about the appointment. I, I think. Certainly me. Yeah. Certainly, I wasn't yeah. sure about whether yeah. this was a guy to motivate and to, to organise a team to, to, to stay up in the Premier League. Mm. Right now, it's one of many stories in the league that's really surprising and yeah. how they're doing. And a great week, uh, 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 weekend of football. Brighton 2 Wolves, which was a great game, certainly in the first half. We got four goals, Rob. Two teams who want to play the right way, want to get on the ball. Two managers right. who've got a plan, a vision, or a way of doing things. Graham Potter, I continue to be... Um, Excited by what he could do with this Brighton team. And, and Nuno, Espirito Santo, just you know, won't allow excuses, gets through in Europe, keeping his team in the top half of the pitch. He'd probably be disappointed they didn't win the game. Yeah, it's a great game and two bright young coaches. Mm. The, the new raft of coaches in the mm. Premier League, Rob. You know, some of the older ones have gone out They're the it. Tony Pulises and the Sam Allardyces <laughs> of the world. In a different way, yeah. but maybe. Yeah, they, maybe. I think they're around about mm. mid-40s, both of them. Yeah. Um, the style of play is great. You know, for a team now, a, a so-called smaller team in this league, uh, the style is different to what it mm. used to be, Rob. It's not so much grinding and getting behind the ball and play solely on the counter-attack. I just like what both managers are doing. 2-2 was a great game. It was a fair scoreline. And again, Brighton surprised me. I guess I didn't really know until I saw a little bit of Graham Potter, but they're doing it differently. Yep. The fans are going to enjoy it. It's very different to Chris Hewton's uh, Brighton. The team is evolving. The club mm. is evolving. He signed a, a mega-long contract. So, all good at Brighton. Okay. The special time of the day, the underappreciated performance of the week, Robbie Musto. And I'm going to go for a man who, in, he, as he said in his words, three days, got a win against Spurs and a win against Manchester City. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Sean Robbie mm. Musto, has been under some pressure talk this, you know, in, in most weeks about who is going to get his job. Pochettino talked about coming back into Europe, many thinking that that might be a place where he'd go. But I just think in, in a week when he, he's he's had some criticism, started with a 2-2 draw against Aston Villa and, and, and people were, were already talking about, is he the right man? Back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Tactically went against Jose and Pep and came out on top. I just think he deserves a bit of credit. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is yeah, my absolutely. only place you of the week. Yeah, very good. Kind of disagree with that. My uh, player is a player that has been underappreciated at different clubs. He was at Manchester United and did okay, but they got rid of him. He was at West Brom, wasn't stellar, but he's come to Leicester City and he's proven what a good player he is. Mm. Johnny Evans, Robbie, or centre-back, quietly spoken. Johnny Evans. A, a good player in all aspects of being a centre-back. Got mm. his goal today. Uh, the win at Vela Park 4-1. Was involved. A lovely header. Gets up early. Loops it into the far top corner. Johnny Evans, underappreciated, not with Robbie Musto and not on this match day. Well done, him. Absolutely well done, Johnny Evans and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Two underappreciated performances of the week. I think, mate, that's time for us yeah. this week. Um, on a weekend when United won the Manchester derby that helped them, but might just have helped Liverpool to their first Premier League title. Look out this week on midweek for our Euro poddy. On Tuesday, when we'll look back at important nights in Europe for Chelsea and Liverpool, who both have work to do. And we'll also recap tomorrow's match at West Ham v Arsenal, when both teams need all three points. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.